Shalom to all. Today's Daf is Yumadaf Mem Tes. We are starting 12 lines from the top, the second word on the line. And we are about to learn the last question Rav Papa asked in a series of questions from Rav Papa. The Gemara says, By Rav Papa, he asked the following question. Let's say a different kain took a chafen of Ketiris and then placed it inside the kain Gadol's chafen. Is that valid? Do we need to have a Malay chafnov, a full chafen of Ketiris? And we have that because now his chafen has been filled. perhaps we need to fill the pasuk of Velakach that the kain himself he takes the k'tayras and we haven't fulfilled that. And once again we end off with teku. And a similar question by Rabbi Shubin Levi. Rabbi Shubin Levi asked the following question: Chafan umes. Let's say the kain gadol he took the chafin of k'tayras and then he died. Is the replacement kain gadol allowed to take this chafin of the kain gadol, or does he have to take a new chafin of k'tayras? Amr Rav Chanina commented on this question. Go look how wonderful it is. We were able to ask the question that the Rishayim asked. In the Havimini of the Gemara right now, Rav Hanina is saying that he's so happy that he was able to ask the same question that the original ones asked. Rabbi Shua ben Levi is considered one of the Rishayim. He was older than Rav Hanina, and Rav Hanina himself was bothered with this question, so Rav Hanina was happy that he was able to ask the question of the Rishayim. The Gemara asks, hold on, Lememra Rabbi Shua ben Levi Kashish? Does that mean that Rabbi Shua ben Levi was older than Rav Hanina? Well, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, Li hit the Rav Hanina permitted me to drink Shachalayim on Shabbos. Shachalayim is crest, meaning he allowed me to drink crest juice on Shabbos. So we see that clearly Reb Chanina was older than Reb Shua Levi, not younger than Reb Shua Levi. Now before we address this current issue, we're going to figure out what exactly Reb Chanina allowed Reb Shua Levi to do on Shabbos. The Gemara asked Lishtais to drink crest juice on Shabbos. Pshita, that's obvious. Why should he not be allowed to drink it? Did not. We have a Mishnah. Call Eichlan Eichel Adon Refua. A person is allowed to eat any food for Refua. V'chol Mashkin Shaisa. He's allowed to drink any drink for Refua. This means a regular standard food or drink, which is eaten on Shabbos. That is allowed to be done even if he's doing so for Rafua. So it must be that he's saying, He allowed him to grind up the Shachalayim on Shabbos and then drink it. And grinding is usually an Isser, and he allowed him to do that on Shabbos. Ask the Gemara, hold on. Hey, Chidami, what exactly is the case? If we're dealing with something that was Sakhanus Nefashis, Mishra Shari, that's for sure permitted. He doesn't need to have a special Psak from Chanino. And Vidaleka Sakanto, if there was no Sakhanus Nefashis, Mesir Usser. So it's Usser, he's allowed to grind the Shachalayim on Shabbos. So what exactly was Chanina telling Rabbi Shua ben Levi, he's allowed to do. The Gemara answers, We're discussing that there was Sakhanas Nefashas. This is what he was asking him. Me Masya, does this Shachalayim juice actually heal you? The Nechalayim Shabbata, they were allowed to be Mechal Shabbos for it. Or is it not healing? And we shouldn't be Mechal Shabbos for it. And that's what he was asking Rav Chanina. Rav Chanina told him, it does have healing properties and therefore you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos for it. The Gemara continues asking, Why is it that he went to ask Rav Chanina? If he wanted to know if Shachalayim had healing properties, he should have asked a doctor, not a rabbi. The Gemara answers, Mishum That's because Rav Chanina, he was an expert in medicinal things. Dam Rav Chanina, Rav Chanina himself said, A person never asked me about a blow received by a white mule, and he lived. So we see that Rav Chanina was the address to ask Rafua related questions to. Now the Gemara asks on what Rav Chanina just said, We do see that people live even after being struck by a white mule. The Gemara answers, What he was really saying is that he's never seen anyone ask a question about a blow received by a white mule and that blow itself was fully healed. The person lived, but that wound itself never fully healed. As the Gemara, we do see that that wound will fully heal. The Gemara answers, we're talking about red mules that the bottom of their feet are white. But now we go back to what started this whole discussion. At any rate, we see from here, Reb Chanina was older than Reb Shubin Levi. He wasn't younger than Reb Shubin Levi. So why is it that Reb Chanina 
Ronin was complimenting himself on thinking about the same question that the older people answered, namely Rabbi Shubin Levi, if Rabbi Shubin Levi wasn't older than him. So the Gemara answers, no, this is what Rabbi Hanin was saying, you, Rabbi Shubin Levi, asked the question that Rishayim, meaning myself, Rabbi Hanina, I asked it. So Rabbi Hanina was referring to himself as the Rishayim, and he was complimenting Rabbi Shubin Levi on asking such a question. Ask the Gemara, does Rabbi Hanina really say this? Meaning, was Rabbi Hanina really bothered by this question? Is the replacement Kain Gadol able to use the Chayfen of the original Kain Gadol? From Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina says very clearly, he darshans the Pasuk, when it says that Aaron Kain goes in with his power to the Kaddish Kedashim, that means that he has to go in with the power and not the blood of the power. Namely, if the Kain Gadol shechted the Karbon and then he died, the replacement Kain Gadol is not allowed to use the blood of that power, he has to bring his own power. And of Amr Hanina, he also said, that if the Ketairas was scooped out before the power was shechted, nothing was accomplished. So what do we see from these two halachas? For there's never going to be a situation where the Kain Gadol did the Chafina, died, and were inquiring of whether or not the new Kain Gadol is allowed to use this Ketairas. Because the Chafina, the Ketairas, always happens after the Shechita, the power, and when the Kain Gadol dies after the Shechita, the new one has to bring new power. Memela, he also has to bring new Ketairas. So the Gemara answer is no, Hachikamer, this is really what Reb Hanina was saying. From the fact that he, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, had this question, and he wasn't so sure, what are we supposed to do about this Chafina of the Kain Gadol after the Kain Gadol died? Hamachlal, we can infer from there, the Kasavar Bepar, he holds that the Pasuk of Bepar means that you're even allowed to bring in the blood of the par, namely, that when the Kain Gadol died after Shechting his par, the replacement Kain Gadol is allowed to use that blood, and he does not have to Shech the new par. And Olmai Desvirle, according to that which Rabbi Shua ben Levi holds, even though it's not like me, but according to what he holds, he's asking a question which is just like the question of the earlier ones. His question about the Chafina of the Kain Gadol is the same question that those that argued with me asked. So once again, we see the Rabbi Hanina is complimenting Rabbi Shubin Levi on asking the same question the earlier sages asked, namely the ones that argue with him, not Rabbi Hanina himself, but the ones that argue with Rabbi Hanina. And now the Gemara addresses the question, my Havala, what exactly is Psak over here? The Kain Gadol did the Chafina of the Kataris and then he died. Is the replacement Kain Gadol allowed to use his Kataris? Amr Papa, he says, If we paskin that the Kain Gadol does the Chafina outside the Kaish Kedashim, and then once again has to do the Chafina inside the Kaish Kedashim, so Chaveri Nechnes B'Chafina, say the replacement Kain Gadol is allowed to use his Chafina, to Hamakai Mechafina, because he is being Mechai Mechafina, even though he didn't do the original Chafina, when he goes into the Kaish Kedashim, he's going to be doing the Chafina once again. However, he ain't Chaifin B'Chaz B'Chafin, if the Chafina does not happen again in the Kaish Kedashim, that's what the question is, is the new replacement Kain Gadol allowed to use the Chafina of the original Kain Gadol? Whereas Armor Layer of Huna Bred Rav Yishul, Rav Papa, he says, but the opposite makes sense. If we do a Chafina again in the Kaish Kedashim, the replacement Kain Gadol is not allowed to use the original Chafina, because it's impossible that he's not going to be lacking some or have too much. The new Kain Gadol doesn't have the same exact Chafina as the old Kain Gadol. The Mela, we're going to be missing some, or there's going to be a little bit too much, and we know that that's not allowed to be. So therefore, the whole question is, if we're not going to do a Chafina again, is the replacement Kain Gadol allowed to use the Chafin of the original Kain Gadol? Now, what exactly is this discussion of taking the Chafina again? Because they asked the question, is a Chafin done again when going into the Kaish Kedashim? Now, why exactly would the Kain Gadol have to do another Chafina when he goes into the Kaish Kedashim? That's because we said that he does the Chafina and then he places it into the spoon. Now, we know that he carries the spoon in one hand and he carries 
carries the shovel of coals in the other hand, he goes into Kadesh Kadashim. However, the Pasuk tells us that Umaloi Chafnav Ketar Zam Daka Vehevim Beis So since the Pasuk says that he has to have Maloi Chafnav inside the Kadesh Kadashim, maybe that means that he has to re-put it back into his Maloi Chafnav. He has to put it back into his cupped hands, and it's not sufficient to pour it from the spoon directly onto the coals. So we have our first attempted Raya Tashma. The Gemara says, Our Mishnah tells us, This is its Midah. My life doesn't that teach us, Kashem the same way he has to measure it outside the Kash Kedashim, so too he has to measure it inside the Kash Kedashim, meaning he has to put it inside his hands. The Gemara says, Loi, that's not a Raya. Dilma, perhaps what the Mishnah is saying, is She'im Ratzalas is Mida, Isa. If he wants to make a special Kli that's the same Mida as his Molay Chafnav, he could do so. Inamir, perhaps the Mishnah is telling us, Shalai Chasav Loi Yaiser, he's not allowed to have too much or too little, meaning the Molay Chafnav has to be a perfect Molay Chafnav and not too little or too much. So we don't have a Raya from our Mishnah. So now we have another Raya. The Gemara says, Tashma Mem on on top. How does he do it? Meaning, how does he take the Kataris from the spoon and pour it into his hands in the Kaddish Kadashim? So right away we see that we have a Brayasa that says Befeirush that he does another Chafina inside the Kaddish Kadashim. But now let's continue reading this Brayasa. How exactly he performed this? He held the spoon or the ladle of the Kataris on the tips of his fingers. He held it with his teeth. And then he pulls it with his thumbs until it reaches his elbows. And then he pours it into his cupped hands. Now, what went on over here? Basically, he cups his hands together and also presses his forearms and elbows together. Try it. It's not very comfortable. Next, he balances the spoon of Katyrus on his fingertips with the handle facing him. Using his thumbs, he carefully moves the spoon until the handle is resting on his forearms and the spoon itself is on the base of his palms. Then, he uses his thumbs to tip the spoon, emptying the Katyrus into his cupped hands. And then the Bryce says, he heaps the Kataris on the coals, so that the smoke should delay in coming. When it's heaped onto the coals, it takes a while for it to burn and for the smoke to rise. Some say that Mephazra, he actually scatters the Kataris on the coals, so that the smoke could rise very quickly. And this is the difficult avoid in the Besamekdash. And once again, we asked this question that we asked a while ago, is this the only difficult avoid in the Besamekdash? We know that Malika and Kamitsa are both very difficult so the Gemara answers, you're right. This is one of the difficult avaydas of the grouping of very difficult avaydas of the Beis HaMikdash. We see from here that he does do a chafina again inside the Kedosh Kedoshim. And the Gemara continues asking a question that was brought up as an agav on Amr Aleph, and over here we address the question. Ibailu, they asked the following. If the Kain Gadol shechted his power and then he died, is the replacement Kain Gadol allowed to take that blood and go into the with it, or does he have to shecht a brand new par? Me Amrina, do we say the one it says in the Pasik Bipar that he goes in with his par, par, that means he's even allowed to go in with the blood of the par. He doesn't actually have to be the one that shechted it, even though the previous Kain Gadol shechted it, he could still go in with that blood, and it's considered Bipar with his par. I don't know, perhaps Bipar par. When it says he has to go in with the par, that means he has to go in with his par, that means he has to shech the par, he's not to just go in with the blood of the par. So here we have Machalikas, Rabchanino Aimir Bipar Vlaibidamishal Par. Like we learned about in Amad Halaf, and Rish Lakish Amar, no, but Par Vafil B'dam Shalpar, the new kind Gadol is allowed to go in even with the blood of the Par that the previous kind Gadol shechted. Rab Ami Amar he says but Par V'lay B'dam Shalpar, and Rav Yitzchak Nafcha Amar he says but Par Vafil B'dam Shalpar. And now Eisver Rav Ami Rav Yitzchak Nafcha he asks him the following question, and again Rav Yitzchak Nafcha is of the opinion that the replacement kind Gadol does not have to shech the new Par; he's allowed to take the blood of the previous Par, and it's still considered his Par; it's still considered 
a kiyum of the pasuk of bipar. What's the question? People are allowed to register to the carbon pesach and withdraw the registration from the carbon pesach up until it's shechted. But once it's shechted, they're not allowed to do that. And Vim Isa says Ravami that if it's true that even after the shechita we can still be makayim the pasuk of al haseh in regards to carbon pesach, the same way we can be makayim the pasuk of bipar then we should have said that people could register to and withdraw the registration from all the way up until Zrika Saddam and not up until Shechita. So Yitzchak Nafcha answers, no, Shani Hasam, that case is different. The case of Karim Pesach is different because it says in the Pesach, and this is referring to the ability to withdraw as long as it's in a state of what does that mean? We darshan as as long as the set is still alive. So specifically, by Karim Pesach, we have a special drasha and we cannot necessarily connect that to the Kohen Gadol's power Yom Kippur. Whereas Masa Marzotra, he asked another question of Yitzchak Navcha, Ain Paidin, we're now to redeem a firstborn donkey. We know it has to be redeemed for a sheep. It's now to redeem with the following. Loiba Egel, not with a calf, because it's not a sheep. Vleiba Chaya, and not with a wild, undomesticated animal. It has to be with a sheep. Vleiba Shchuta, it's not to be with a shechted sheep. Vleiba Trefa, it's not to be with a sheep that's a Trefa. Vleiba Kalaim, it's not to be with something that comes from the family of sheep, but it's a crossbreed. It's a mix between a goat and a sheep. And also Vleiba Kai, it's not to be done with a Kai. Some people pronounce this as Kvi, either which way, Kai or Kvi. This is some sort of crossbreed between a goat and a female deer, at least according to Rashi over here. El it has to be done with a set. So we see very clearly over here that a sheep, once it's shechted, is not allowed to be used for Pater Chamor. And by that same token, we should apply that to the par of the Kain Gadol Yom Kippur, that once he shechted it and then he died, the replacement Kain Gadol is not allowed to use that par. He should have to use a different one. So once again, we answer, Shani Hasim, that case is different. The Yalif Sesemi Pesach. We learn Sesem from Karim Pesach. And the same way we said that the Sesem of Karim Pesach is different, so too the Sesem of Pater Chamor is different. As the Gemara, Imal Halon, Zachar Tam Uben Shana, just like over there by Karim Pesach, it has to be male, it has to be unblemished, it has to be within the first year of its life. Afkan, so to over here by Pater Chamor, Zachar Tam Uben Shana, that which is being used for Pater Chamor should have to be a male, unblemished, and within the first year of its life. So the Gemara answers no, Tam Ulemer. It says in the Pasuk, Tifta, Tifta. We have a number of times where it says the word Tifta, it should be redeemed. Reba, this is an inclusion, and we say that even though it's not a Zachar, it's not Tam, or it's not Ben Shana, we could still use it as part of Pater Chamor. As the Gemara, tifta, tifta, riba, if we're including all these things, afil kulunami, then even all the things that we mentioned over here previously that we said that we're not allowed to use, it's not allowed to be an egel, it's not allowed to be a chayel, it's not allowed to be shechted, we should include those also. The Gemara responds, no, imkain, if so, se, mayahanile. So, what would it help to say the word se if the word se is not being used as a limitation to limit these things that we mentioned? It must be that we're limiting these things that we mentioned. However, it doesn't have to be exactly like the carbon pasach. But either which way, Rav Yitzhak Nafcha has had these questions answered on him, and we see that the power of the Kain Gadol of Yom Kippur, even though the Kain Gadol shechted it and then died, the new Kain Gadol is allowed to use the blood of that power and does not have to shecht his own power. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a question that Rav Yitzchak Nafcha is going to ask in Rav Ami on his shita. but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.